touchdown uh, Niners. Maybe. You had Don't be <laughs> Welcome to Beerfield. I am your host, Chris Hopper at Beerfield Hop with two Ps. Joined, as always, by a resident Vikings fan, resident Lions fan, or a really NFC North represented crowd. Beerfield Theory, Ryan Minor underscore FFB. Gentlemen, good evening. What's going on, guys? What's up? Happy to be here tonight. Hello, hello, hello. That should be a touchdown. Yeah, I think it it, it is. There's a flag on the spoiler. It's a touchdown. It is. I don't know why I'm not. How am I not live? Sorry. It's defensive offsides. Uh, yeah. So Thursday night football is ongoing. Obviously, that's what we're talking about. After Jake Moody kicks this field goal through, it'll be 10-3 Niners start. So if you hear us randomly talking about Thursday night games, because we record on Thursday nights and we're watching the game while we do it. Um, other than that, we got all the injury news and uh, you know our look back to last week preview this week it's been a crazy week in the nfl so we're gonna dive into all of the knee injuries trades and coaching stuff and who knows what else but before we do that we got beer or whatever people have beverages beverages what's fueling beer fueled All right, Ryan, why don't you start? All right, tonight I am drinking Bell's Hazy Hearted IPA. It's a hazy IPA coming in at 7.5% tonight. Eventually I'll get rid of this background, but that's hopefully before episode 500. Okay. (laughs) That way way everything doesn't fade in and out constantly. Oh, let's just zoom. That's fine. It still looks cool. (laughs) Damn. Oh, me, me. Yeah, yeah. Hi, hi. No, no, I'm here. I'm totally not doing anything, Ron. Um, I'm drinking. I'm continuing my basicness, my uh, my white girl fall, my Han Solo season, and drinking uh, left hands pumpkin spice latte nitro. nitro. Um, because you know, left hand is the American leader of nitro beers. The Almost as good as Guinness, but I am drinking it out of my Guinness glass because swear alert, if you don't know how to do nitro, you have to hard pour. Mm-hmm. And Guinness and, glasses uh, are good for that because you have Guin- to hard pour Guinness too. Going for that. So, yes. All right. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was I was excited about the Ronnie Bell touchdown. I was like, Ronnie Bell. I was like, why is the name so familiar? I'm like, oh, Michigan wide receiver. That's why. Yes, sir. That is why it sounds familiar. All right. Um, I'm doing something I never really do. I shouldn't say never. I rarely do. I have a double dry hopped hazy IPA from Mill Pond. Uh, it's been a while since I've had a double dry hopped IPA, but this is their ILL IPA. So um yeah, those who aren't familiar with the fighting line i i l l i p i n i i l l i p a uh, but it's all um illinois sourced ingredients so the hops are from 3.9 which is 
ran by another guy that I know down here. Um, the grain is Illinois grown and the yeast is from Omega, which is actually out of Chicago. So um, all Illinois sourced ingredients in this beer. And we'll have a full review about halfway through the show or whenever I decide it's time to do a beer review. Probably when I'm low on it. <laughs> that works. All right, we're going to go through this just in whatever order I have it in. So starting with uh, some late afternoon news today, 20 ACL for Trayvon Diggs. Cowboys defense has been really, really good, but that is a really, really big hit for them. So um, That's a hit for him, actually. Yes. Yeah, he's, I mean, he plays also, he plays ultra aggressive, obviously, mm-hmm. because he's very talented. Guy, he's prone to give up some big plays every now and then, but huge, uh, Huge loss to the defense, to the secondary, yeah. really. Yep. And Houston, speaking of top cornerbacks that are, are down, you've got J.C. Horn down for the Panthers. Houston's going to be without Stingley. I mean, there's there's a lot of these defenses that normally have solid corners that are uh, without them right now. Speaking of cornerbacks and crazy NFL weeks, I'm going to try to mix the crazy through other things. You, you guys have seen the stuff with Xavier Howard, right? Dolphins cornerback? No, wait, there's uh, more uh, news no. to it? No, I've not seen it. No, there's no, no, not more to it. It's the, the he's got four girls pregnant at the same time and is harassing them to have abortions. What? Yeah, that came out earlier Woo! this week. Yeah, so well, he's doing How did I miss that? Best Antonio Cromartie impression. Uh, but yeah, he's like one of them leaked text messages where he's trying to convince her to have an abortion because he doesn't want to have a baby with her and like harassing her on that front. She's she doesn't want it. So yeah, that's that's the situation. Yeah, I mean, that's it's not thing. anything the NFL will intervene in or anything. Well, actually, he's in Florida. That I don't know, but she I don't know. Be. I don't know. Anyway. Without going too much into the political waters, that's something the NFL will involve in. That is what's crazy. How do you? How the hell are you knocking four people up at the same time? He likes to party. Apparently, hi guys. I like to party. <laughs> Apparently, I'll take a chunk out of your paycheck real quick. Well, because they don't take any uh, state taxes out, so he can pay more. Well, yeah, as long as he's there. Uh, Nick Chubb. I think everybody's seen the I'm hit right blurry. now. I haven't seen the. Do we have? Has anybody seen an official diagnosis on what it is for Chubb yet? I have not seen any reports. No, no. Everyone's assuming it's everything like he did back in college. That yeah, grew somewhat. Fuck Adam Schaffner for that post too. By the way, I don't know if you saw his tweet when he announced his season long injury, but uh uh-uh. oh, again, more Adam. I mean, it's that it's like it like it doesn't come off as like it just comes out. It comes he, off a bit distasteful. He because he he's very. Like blunt about shit, and well, like he doesn't like, give a shit. He, he doesn't give care. a shit. Yeah. He lists all the tears in his knee dating back to college, and then but, I don't know. It just it just it read off as very like no. That um, wasn't that wasn't all the tears he did back in college. That was all the tears he did in that same exact play. Was it he, his, he, oh no, I thought it was the uh, no. That was the, the out of he had in college. No, that, that Terry had in college, that was all in one play. He tore all that in one play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what and, I'm talking and, about. Like he. Uh-oh. He for some reason decided to go through the entire injury 
of that tear. It just it just it's it mm. just spread off a bit. I don't really care about that. I mean that's yeah. I was like the history. It's the of it. That's Adam Scheffner for you. It's, it's the, the same, same knee. knee, and that's what sucks. Like he could be that could be career ending actually right now. Yeah, and, and I mean, would it have been it better sucks. if he just said it's the same knee injured in college versus listing off all the tears? I mean, I don't. Schefter's done worse. Let's put it that way. I don't think that's not yeah, bad. My I opinion, don't, I, I, mean, I don't you, see that as distasteful, yeah. but I didn't read the tweet directly. That your reality is not necessarily my reality. It's part of being adults. So, hey, yeah, we're tweet adults. Cell. Um, but yeah, that's potentially career ending. Um, obviously, you hope not. Definitely season season ending. We'll wait until we have the prognosis to know more. But yeah, this is. In one, in a nutshell, in one play, this is exactly why teams don't play at pay running backs, but why running backs want to be paid. Because just like that, that quick, there can be that gruesome of an injury and you're done. But then the reason they don't, Jerome Ford comes in and puts up damn near the same stat line. Now, and Jerome so, Ford wasn't like as bad even in the first game. Like, you know, they basically had like a 50-50 split of carries. So for him to come right back in is, and do exactly what he did again, yeah. that's how that team is built to run. That team is built to run like that. Yep, and we have to talk the implications of this too, right? Because that's that's what it is. Obviously, for for Chubb, we won't talk dynasty right now. Let the let the surgeries happen and the prognosis come out. I don't want to speculate on any of that. But as far as redraft, obviously, it's season ending. You can drop him. Um, it, even in keeper leagues, I mean. Wait for I the don't want to make leagues. Wait for the Even diagnosis. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I, mean, I think it's just treated all recovering. The same way. It's, yeah, like it's yeah. the same thing you're treating as dynasty. Um, yep. Yeah, it, it's multi-season probably recovery from. Yeah. And then the other thing there is, you know, what do you do? People, they re-sign Kareem Hunt. You're going out for Jerome Ford right now. Ew. They're showing a graphic of Purdy's elbow surgery. Like, in detail because we need that yeah. really because <laughs> it's computer animated but i don't really need to see like the scalpel going down the animated arm and splitting it open and then yeah they put a rubber band in there basically that's interesting anyway um the browns did are re-signing cream hunt um so he'll be back jerome ford will be the feature back for now um for the foreseeable future, they came out came out and said as much. Once Hunt gets up to speed, we'll see. Um, up to speed, he knows the offense. Like it's not <laughs> like he's never played in this. Op- he's got to get up to speed. No, he's got to get in. He's got to get to NFL shape. Is what <laughs> I'm mean. like. This yeah. motherfucker. I know knows, he knows the offense. Knows the play. I'm, I know you do. I. It's just. It's weird that people say that. Like he's got to get up. To, he's got to get up to speed. Well, I mean, he should no, know he's the playbook. Get, he's got to no. get into game shape. If and I'm. Sure, he's. It's like they say about every sport: you can train as much as you want to train, but it's not the same as being on the field. So they'll, you know, he's gonna get hit a couple times. They'll ease him back in. He'll need to get hit a couple <laughs> times. He's probably not gonna get his workload will probably increase, but he doesn't have to learn the offense. He knows the offense. Yeah. So it's not yeah. that it's not how their offense runs, though. I mean, it's gonna be he'll come in as a breather back. I feel like more than anything right now. So yeah, they'll say he gets he'll get a lot of work, but it'll be the similar amount of work that. uh Ford has. I'm trying to it'll, see if I can find this. It'll be either it'll be close to 50-50 I mean, and hot, bigger or hot than, hand approach. So yeah, I mean it's not like Hunt 
hasn't had a history of being able to handle a full workload. He did the same shit when he was in Kansas City. It's yeah, not he like definitely can. He only he, he's also bigger than Jerome Ford, I believe. Yeah. yeah, but Ford had 15 carries week one, 16 carries last week, and Chubb had about the same. So it's going to be like that type of workload where it's back and forth, and then Hunt will be more of the receiver receiving type back. Yeah, yeah, he'll end up being the guy you probably want the most in fantasy. Just given, you know, Cleveland's not a high-powered offense. Watson has looked pretty abysmal this year. So, you know. We'll talk about that. Yeah. You don't really want to have the running back who's not receiving the targets. Because you can't, you know, bank on, you know, you you can't bank on this guy forward to, you know, get those touchdowns in an offense that's not producing a lot of them. Yep. The other thing here is if you have a, a surplus. If you grab Ford off of waivers, but you didn't really need him, but did it for the priority claims that you have the chip. If you have Hunt, if you have in Dynasty like a Gus Edwards, go that you know is not necessarily a long term asset. A Raheem Mostert that's not a long term asset. If you've got some any number of guys that are going to spring up over the next couple of weeks, go knock on the Chubb manager's door. And yeah. See what you can get because they just lost a significant piece of their team that they're going to be trying to fill. Should I go knock on next door? Yeah, <laughs> you, you probably. I mean, it's the same thing for me and Hopper in a different league. Yep. Yeah. Actually, multiple. Except leagues. I don't have any running Nick's backs. Uh, except I don't have any running backs I can offer up. And in, in I got a really good one if I wanted then. to start this. If I wanted to, uh, uh, to retool for next year, I don't want to. And he's playing tonight right now. <laughs> I don't want to wish cast this on anything, but I really kind of need some wide receiver things to happen so that I can move some of those because that's where I've got all my value at in that league is wide receiver, not running back. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. No, no. I, no there's, there's literally, I, why? I no. need that to be true. I want it to be real. Well, it is real. It's what everyone's talking about. He Jason reached Kelsey's out to her. We, we, zero response from her. No, they, she got he, off the plane he, with him. He did get a response. That was a fake image. He did get a response. Dang it. Um, the fake. It, it's, we'll see. Well, yeah, it's it's we'll see what happened. Like they're they're talking. They text him back and forth. No, because she needs a new Nick. I thought why. he was with somebody. Yeah, no, no, yeah. he's not. Do you listen to New Heights? You drive a lot. Do you ever listen to New Heights? No, would Jason? I don't listen to. No, I probably should listen it's to their, their podcasts. It's great. It's freaking hilarious. As much as I enjoy Kansas City, I should probably listen to it. But I just, I don't. I just, why? No, move on. You have so much other shit to talk about. I mean, we really don't. But I had a blank space I needed <laughs> to fill. Dude, that was a great. That was a great line. That was a great call. Day. That might be my favorite touchdown call. Yeah, it's like, easily of this year, probably going to be the it was such a subtle thing, one. but the touchdown <laughs> call was and Kelsey finds a blank space in the end zone. It was uh, it was dry, it was perfect. He it wasn't was perfect. like he didn't like emphasize it, he just said it and it was fucking and just glorious. let it roll and right off the top, yeah. whatever it was. And that's, I mean, things you love to see. I'm sure when he has a drop or something bad happened, there's happens they're going to say he needs to shake it off too. Please. Get some bad blood references. He can't when they do play it. Denver yeah. And he can't, he can't overdo it though. Damn. I think you just do it once and you just never do it again. You just got to make it subtle and you can just, and it can't be the same announcer, but it won't be the no. same announcers on their games. Oh, God. No. So you no. Just keep, That's true. 
sliding them in there. But it's a love <laughs> story, baby. Oh, God, you know way too much Taylor Swift. This is Romeo uh, and Juliet all over again. Yeah, I love Taylor Swift. I'm big. You're a Swifty? Yeah. yeah. In, in your free time? Yeah, this whole thing has me pretty enchanted. <laughs> it's like, it's like, who needs who? Who needs you know? Who needs television? You get to watch the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey love story bloom in live. I mean, it's a, it's like <laughs> it's, it's like a new season of Catching Kelsey. Oh, oh god, my you god! You remember that show? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Me. Oh, I really, I really got to get out more and just watch TV. No, you don't. You're dude. You're, I'm not even. You're not this. missing much. I don't even watch TV, man. Like I have this because of social media, because I listen to New Heights, and because I listen to Pat McAfee. That's that's where he doesn't I get it need from. to watch that TV. That, he just gets all of his pop culture knowledge podcasts. from from podcasts from my favorite sports people that talk about sports. You got a question? I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm just going to read off his comment. I briefly read it. This guy is giving me Mike Emmons and Miles Sanders for Josh Jacobs. My other running backs, Brees Hall, James Cook. All the receivers are Higgins, Save Flowers, Smith, and Jigba. So he wants Mike Evans and Miles Sanders for Josh Jacobs. Okay. I'm assuming redraft, obviously. Um. Does PPR matter? I think I don't know if PPR matters. I don't know if it does. Well, maybe. I think. I mean, that's the only way that Josh Jacobs is scoring points right now is PPR. Right. So you might as well. I mean, he ain't right. scored much because. <laughs> ooh, yeah, that, I've been seeing the sideline Batman in a long time. He was totally I, game scripted out, which shouldn't happen for him, but it did. It's. uh, I'm, I'm okay like with this. that trade. I like that trade. I yeah, mean, especially especially, especially like, getting Mike Evans right now. I hate Mike Sanders. Mayfield is balling out, and Mike Evans, who everyone thought, yeah, my boy wasn't. Mayfield. Hey, I love Mayfield. I, I, I didn't, man. I was the one that said I, I, I was all consistently all been yeah. thousand yard receiver. Yeah, I mean, it, it, just like it was with the Seattle receivers last year. Mm-hmm. Great value. So I don't, I don't dislike it. I think Gabe well, yeah, Davis yeah. is. I think Gabe I don't, Davis is great value. Mike Evans, man. Well, plus that would put that could no, push Zay no. Flowers in the flash. You put Mike Evans, Mike Evans as your wide receiver too. So I like that a lot more. And then you just take yeah. you have Brees Hall and James Cook, and James Cook's just starting to light it up right now. So and Brees, Brees Hall, Hall should only get, back. He, he should, should only keep getting better. I don't know because yeah. they're gonna they should start running more of the offense through him as he gets healthier. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He should only yeah. get better. Only get He's better. only gonna get better. Well, hopefully until he gets hurt because and Sanders has been fine. He's not been great. He's not been terrible. He's been worth ten to twelve PPR points. It's fine. He's been the product of the uh of the Panthers oh, off. He's actually yeah. been he's he's been right, you know, you know, in comparison to other running backs. He's just hanging out in the back yeah. into the RB2 discussion. He's okay. That's fine. Right yeah. right where we thought he'd be. No, I, yeah. I I like that video. Alex, I'm good with this trade. I, I would uh especially if you need help at receivers and looking like you need some you can get some high upside with Mike Evans. Yeah, I make yep. that trade. Yep. I'm fine with it. Totally good with it. All right. Moving on. Sure. Moving on. Let's do it. What we All got? Right. Uh, the Vikings acquired running back Cam Akers and a seventh from the Rams for a conditional sixth rounder. I think was the pick compensation. I went off memory on that. That could be totally wrong. It's like that's right. Picks. No, no, no. But, it's right. 
Let's oh, just say uh, 2026 draft picks. <laughs> Literally I mean, three years down the road, these picks are worthless, right? Now. Give me something, he, anything. And he's got to hit 500 yards. He's got to hit 500 rushing yards for the compensation to uh, go in place. Otherwise, it's just, just they traded Cam Akers for nothing. No, no, yeah. they traded Cam Akers for nothing. Uh, for nothing. He'll, yeah. He'll get 497. <laughs> Let's get 497 yards. <laughs> He'll get hurt before the 500 mark. 499. We're going to shut him down to protect that uh, 2026 six round pick. Yeah, this does know. nothing for me, honestly. Like, for either him or Madison. Madison, Dan was all over this, that Madison was not going to be good. Um, and Madison has not been good. And Akers, you know, in the last year, didn't necessarily look good either. And the Vikings offensive line is really, really banged up right now. So it's not like, and that's always been my knock on Akers, is that, you know, he's explosive, but... He doesn't really create. He's not so even explosive gotta, anymore. He doesn't have an Achilles. That's true. He was explosive <laughs> like he, coming out of college, but he doesn't he really that. create. So, yeah. I mean, this does nothing for me. I just, I don't care about this, honestly. I he, really uh, don't. The one saving grace is, is that he's familiar with the KOC hmm. scheme. He knows Obviously the offense. With them. He knows the offense. Not that yes. that means much. But, and also, I think people also forgot Madison never got a full workload last year at all in the, in the KOC offense. The only time that people will reference to is the games he had when he spot spot, you know, for Delvin cook. He didn't do that last year. Yep. Now we're seeing who he was as a player. Um, Madison is, Dalvin cook's efficiency went off of a cliff last year. He too, was, so this is just not a good running team. No, no. And, and them not, you know, f- finding their guy, this is just a little, this is a zero risk move, right? I doubt it works. Um, I think Madison's, I think this, this is his last week for any sort of workload. Volume. And then, and then he'll get replaced. I think he'll always be, he is a better pass blocker than Akers. The Vikings are going to throw the ball a shit ton. Um, so for whatever that's worth, you know, it should keep Madison on the field on third downs more often than not. But it, Akers at least has shown that he can be productive in a KOC scheme. That that's ish. what what Sometimes. that's worth. Probably nothing. Uh, all the tweets that say they're about to have the most awesome mid off ever is pretty spot on. Like I hate the term and that X is an echo chamber or whatever, but it's true. That this is gonna be one hell. That of might a be even an insult be to the ugly. word mid. That might be even yeah. an insult to the word mid when you're talking about these running backs. And I like Akers, but. I don't. The dude had. I know you don't. The dude. Ha- the dude has not been I the do. same since his Achilles injury. So, well, do you like this trade, Ryan? What are your yeah. thoughts on? Yeah, on I actually Akers like. Move? I like Acres going because I was high on Acres going into this season just because of what he did at the end of last season. And come to find out, the whole entire situation was because Acres wanted to bang uh, Sean McVay's. That's wife. also not true. Yes, Quit it is. Getting your fucking shit from Facebook. It's fun. <laughs> He's getting it from his uncle's post. It always comes from the creepy uncle on Facebook, Ryan. You got to be careful. Yeah, that's true. No, but uh, Acres going there, like like uh, Hopper already said. You know, they're, he's already familiar with the offense. He's ready to go. Who knows what was really going on? I mean, this trade is basically. I just wanted him off my team, so here, just give me whatever you can give me, and, and we'll take it because we just don't want him. Yeah. So, and hopefully, the change of scenery actually helps him, and. I wasn't. I was high on Madison at first. Once the Dalvin Cook thing all 
uh, was released. But then after that, I just kind of like started settling down. Like, you know what? I don't see him really as more of a back end RB2 than I like. I'm looking at him now and I'm like, I don't see him anymore as a flex. And then I look at both these guys right now and they're both like flexes. And it's kind of just wait and see. Like, if anyone dropped him, I would have picked him up off right off the bat just because of the name. Who? Aspect. Madison. Acres. Acres. Did uh, Dan influence your Madison opinion at all? No, no, I just kind of like did my own thing. Like I started looking more into it. Like if, you know, if he, if he was that good, why was he in there more over Dalvin Cook? And why could he never get past Dalvin Cook? And then when he was good, it was, he was a good against those bad defenses. Yeah. He was good against Detroit. That's like literally like, I think that it was, was also Detroit a bad defense. Seattle. Yeah. It was Detroit and Seattle posts, obviously Legion of Boom. So no, this is, uh, it, it might be more indicative of what they think about about Ty Chandler than anything else. This this they have zero depth and you can't, you know, give Madison eighty five percent of the snaps. Like not when he's especially not when he's been especially when he's been this bad. And the only appeal to Madison this year was that he was on a high powered offense for touch and opportunity. And so, that hasn't even worked out. <laughs> it's been and, and another thing too, like one more thing is like you have to look at it as like if you if you're starting any of these running backs, you're starting Madison this weekend just because you're hoping for something. This like I said, this it, is last week for volume, probably. Yeah, and then and then after that, it's just bench both of them, wait and see, because I don't know because the way this offense runs, it, it doesn't, it doesn't run, it just passes. It's one of the highest seventy five percent of of plays last Thursday night were pass plays by Minnesota. That's Kirk Cousins is on pay. I I really fucking hate seeing on pay stats after two games, but seven hundred was like seven hundred and six passes. I'm like that seems. That's insane. Likely. That seems because they have no rushing productivity. Year. So, yeah. And, I mean, it's like and, one of my leagues. And they're just bad turnovers away from winning both of these games. So, it's not like like being a hyper unbalanced has been bad for the team. It's just, the Is team that, can't. 700 pass team. attempts happened before? I thought last year, I thought Brady did it two years ago. Last year or two years ago, he threw over 700 passes. Really? I thought Brady and Herbert did, or Herbert was close to it. Herbert, Herbert was close. Was high sixes. He didn't get to. Roethlisberger set the sixteen game record. Was it back in sixteen? No, not sixteen. Eighteen. Oh yeah, his Brady, last efficient year. Brady did it twice, and one of them he actually would have. In last year, he actually would have done it in a sixteen game season. Yeah, and it's uh, the product of an inefficient. Well, I mean, Brady's still fucking good. He basically throws to set up the run. Like it's, it's yeah. Insane his internal clock and his pocket presence. It's like we don't need to run the football. We'll just let Brady pass the ball short and set up everything that we need. That's fair. It's been few and far between though. Brady's done it twice. Uh I think it's Herbert not it's had, not I common for sure. Herbert had like six ninety nine. He was like he had to be just a handful of he was, he was really close. He was six ninety nine. Which I just looked at him a couple of days ago. So that's yeah. how I knew he hadn't gotten there. They're gaming against um, Minnesota, man. It's going to be the one match. It's going to be the one shootout we're all going to say, and it's going to end up being just six, like seven field goals. That's ben Roethlisberger's high <laughs> was 75? 75, yep. Uh, yeah. 2018? Yeah. 19, one of those two. Yeah. His last year with AB and before his arm went like completely six, noodle. Yep. 673 was Breeze's high water mark. Look at Manning too, just because. 2015 year, likely. or 14, yeah, uh, he's 13, 660. Nope, 679 and 10. Yeah, it's uh, 
the season before his uh, neck injury. He threw yeah. 680, which would have been the 16-game record at the time. He's uh, The Cousins can throw the ball a lot. As long as they keep him upright. Yeah, he can. He's going to be throwing the ball an absolute shit ton this year. Yep. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Anything else on that? No. 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 All right. Justice Hill not practicing with a toe injury. That just means get your guest buses in motion. Uh, Kenyon Drake was signed to the practice squad of the Ravens as well. So, yeah. Uh, the Bears. Oh, God. The Bears. <laughs> dude. Uh, dude. Even... So much to talk about. Yeah. So, so little time. Just the facts first. Um, defensive coordinator Alan Williams has resigned from the team, citing health and family concerns. Those are the only known facts right now. Yep. But like, I, I've seen all sorts of shit flying around. Like, I don't know where Dave Kluge's at, not calling the Chicago PD to validate this for us or anything like that. <laughs> he lives in Chicago, too. Right. You he should know with that. That's all right though. I, I did, block, I so did really have a guy in a league that I joined from a Facebook group that I'm in that has friends on the Chicago PD that said <laughs> his house is raided. So if you use the REO speedwagon rule of heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another, his house it's might have been be raided. Um, <laughs> the Bears did come out and say that House Hall was not raided. Because okay. Let's line up the crazy rumors here, and these are rumors, please. If you're one of the 70 people that listen to the show, don't come sue me. Um, but the rumors were like this is the compilation of all the crazy ones, by the way. I'm not gonna distill it down. This is just if you add all the crazy shit together, this is what it was. That the FBI raided Hallis Hall and Alan Williams's home um for something maybe related to child pornography and peanut Tillman delivered the news to Matt Eberflus who Eberflus who uh, cried while Ryan Poles and uh, Kevin Warren just sat there in stunned silence. Again, that's from a random, and a lot of that was from a random, like I paid for my Twitter, my ex followers account in Chicago. <laughs> they, they put that out. Somebody that was, probably just pissed off about whatever. Um, but of interest here was that the lawyer that Williams has retained um, denied anything happening at Hallis Hall, denied anything happening, um, you know, in relation to the Bears, but never denied the raid on the home and was never pushed on that either. So at this point, we don't know. Um I will caution you with this, just like me giving Ryan shit for believing everything that pops up on Facebook, which I think he's just fucking with us with that. Um, I hope so. Internet, internet but, don't lie. Yeah, but <laughs> people will lie. People will do shit for clicks. They'll do shit for clout. And NFL fans are probably the fucking worst at it. You don't see this shit in hockey. You really don't see it <laughs> in baseball unless it's like straight fans from satire accounts. But... The NFL, this stupid shit happens all the time. So validate your sources. Like we're going back to high school here, right? But don't don't use Wikipedia. Your or... <laughs> if you see something that looks like a screenshot of tweet, go or X. What do we even call those now? Go 
look at the actual source account Post. and see if it's there and see if the post actually exists. Um, Cross-reference. Google's your friend, right? Or just, or just, or just wait. Or just, just wait be, until you, you don't got to spread misinformation. Just wait until you get more credible sources. Just wait. Yeah, this ain't going anywhere. Like, like this is not like this is still going to be a thing. And especially with the Bears, this is one of the like the Bears are a big market team. They have six beat writers following the team <laughs> at any given point in time. Let alone your NFL insiders. Like you would have had something from Breer or Biggs or Potash or any of the other like plugged in media, like true media outlets in Chicago. Any of that shit were confirmed true. Let alone Schefter, Rappaport, any of the others there to Florio. It's kind of a joke sometimes, but Florio. Any of the other shit there. Yeah. So pay attention. Pay just just wait. You don't need to you don't need to be the weirdo. Yeah. Spreading all the misinformation. Yep. Who would do such a thing? Don't don't get got. Just don't get got. Don't get got. All right. All right. Anything else? I don't think we need to say anything else. No. That is no. what it is. You Eber said Fleas. a lot more than I thought you'd say. Yeah, we don't know enough call. anyways. Eberflus <laughs> yeah. is going to call plays. That's the only other thing you need to know. The Bears don't, aren't looking to hire another defensive coordinator. Well, maybe. Did he call plays for them last year? No, he called plays for them last week. Oh. Uh, he, Fuck. No. He actually famously didn't call plays for them last year because he said he's a head coach. He doesn't need to worry. He shouldn't be concerning himself with play calling, and I lauded him for that take. And then now he's calling plays. And... Yeah, more out of necessity probably, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it's uh, – oh, God. Just <sighs> yep. All right. Saquon Barkley isn't playing tonight. Uh, He finally confirmed it's a high ankle sprain, so there's – high low right left whatever a lot of games and shit going on here he feels great he might play yeah that didn't happen was never going to happen high ankle sprain he's likely to miss it two weeks at minimum probably closer to three or four 11 days rest he feels optimistic as any player would say when they're hyper competitive and they just want to get out there and play and especially for running backs against to prove that he's more than Worth than yeah. just a one year deal. Yeah, that's yeah. more than worth than twelve million dollars. Yep. But if he does come back next week, so with the, with eleven days rest, because I'm guessing they play on Monday night. Is that how we're getting to eleven? That's that's oh. what he said. Like I think so, I that's what Barkley said. I'm not sure if he's counting his numbers right or not, but he he said eleven days. So I've got it pulled up. Let me just go look. How about week that? four. Not to say that Barkley doesn't know numbers. Yeah, well, counting can be hard sometimes. Week four is against uh, Seattle. And it's on Monday night. So he has 11 days. See, look at him. Look yeah. at him. Sorry, Barkley. Sorry. You did have we should have known that you know Penn it all. State education. So, I mean, that's not the worst thing. Oh, um, no. Apparently, they teach you how to count to 11. <laughs> oh, I don't have that many fingers, guys. I'm throwing off. How could I come to 11 without, without having that? Enough fingers. Jason Pierre Ball ends up a lot lower than that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I only have six. Eight PV. Six and a half. Six and a half. Um, yeah. That's just wrong. Yeah, it's been long <laughs> enough. 
He came back and had a successful career. Yeah, yeah way to blow it up. He's better than a lot of uh, a pass rushers when he came back. So <laughs> he was pretty explosive. He's pretty. He's pretty <laughs> he was pretty explosive. All right. Um, Patriots signed Will Greer from the Bengals practice squad. Joe Burrow is a wheel C for this week. So really the takeaway here is in Cincinnati might not have a backup quarterback this week if Burrow can't go. I thought Jake, it was Jake Browning. Jake Browning's their backup. He's their backup. Burrow's their third, so if Burrow can't go, uh, they have nobody to back up Browning. We got a sure quarterback can, for him. Yeah, Chase can throw it. <laughs> He'll throw Tyler it and Boyd. catch it. Yes, Tyler, yeah. Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Sneaky flex play. Uh, they need yeah. to just let Burrow heal. This is yeah. going to be one of those, they, I think, they, nagging injuries that's going to be annoying they, all they're, year they're long. They're going to be 0-3 if they don't do anything. So either way, I think it's either he plays They haven't done shit with them playing. And lose, he's 0-3. Nope. They've looked, they've looked we'll, bad we'll, to start the season. Yeah, hold that. We'll talk about it. Um, all right. I will. Yeah, and hold that, though. Well, I've got... That's literally my recap. <laughs> Calm down, thing, Dan. All of the Calm bad, down. <laughs> my recap is all the bad quarterback play. So save all your bad quarterback play because it's coming up later. <laughs> okay. Love it. Because you knew I wasn't going to go through this episode without talking Justin Fields, right? So I had to get it in there somehow. We, uh, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. You're not in that chat, Ryan, but there's been a morning just flood of all of the fields. Not even memes. They're literally just stats that are bad. It's been uh it's not been good. It's not been uh it's not been a good start for the field stance this year. Yeah. Let's just say that. that it just not continued been good. from last year. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. it just picked up where it left off. Uh, now it's Jac- even worse. It is worse. Jacoby Jacoby Myers is back at practice. Jamal Williams is expected to miss this week and maybe more with a hamstring injury. Kendra Miller is back at practice. Tony Jones Jr. promoted from the practice squad. Get yourself a share of either of those guys if you're looking for running back help. Um, hot hand it, approach. Kamara's got two more games on the suspension. One more game. One, one. more game. Was yeah. it, oh, it was three? No, it's it was only three games. This is going to be a Taysom Hill week, I feel like, again, because the way they they played last week. Oh, shut up. I mean, Tony Jones got two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah two, two nothing touchdowns. He had like 13 carries for like 34 yards. Hey, two that's better than Jamal Williams, all right? But hey, for the tight end slot, Taysom Hill this week. Okay. That's actually that. No, that's a good call. That's actually a good call. That is a really good call. But fuck oh. Taysom Hill. A uh, couple of quick hitters. Austin Eckler is still not practicing, and Josh Kelly dudded you. Good luck with that. Otto Buckham Jr. not practicing with an ankle injury. Zay Flowers has looked really, really good. Uh, David and Nelson Aguilar had a, a solid game as well. So Beckham doesn't go. Yeah, Aguilar and Bateman might be worth it. Uh, David Montgomery is missing practice with a hamstring injury. He suffered that last week. Um, not trending great here. Craig Reynolds is the the next guy up behind Jameer Gibbs, obviously. So, you know, probably going to end up seeing some increased Gibbs workload if Montgomery can't go. But look for Craig Reynolds around the goal line just to be annoying. Anthony Richardson is still in concussion protocol, so keep an eye on that. Might be a Minshew start. Uh, which would be great news for Kevin Granson. <laughs> uh, by the way, his uh, greatest photos with the football. Are that was that was amazing. That dude wins everything this week. Yep. Uh, Brandon Cooks is returning this week after missing a week with the sprained MCL. Uh, Kadarius Tony not practicing with a toe injury. That's good news for Sky Moore. Dawson Knox is missing practice with a back injury. So you could be firing up your Dalton Kincaid's. 
Christian Kirksey and Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, who is the uh, lineman that famously left the NFL in 2020 to go be a doctor on the front lines of COVID, both retired from the NFL this week. And that's all I've got for news. And Ray, I'm saying Kendrick and Drake to the practice squad. I said that up in the Justice Hill thing. So here's the thing about my show script. Oh. You're new to this. If I find a chance to combine bullet points because I write them and I know what's in there, I'll do it. So it's not necessarily going to go straight down that list. That list is just to make sure everything. So, yeah, I mentioned Drake up with the Justice Hill thing, which is like bullet point five. But just if you're following along as a host, it, I won't always combine things because I go through Roto World and Sleeper to put this together. So I won't always combine things when I'm typing it up, but I'll know what I have in there and combine it later while I'm talking. Right. Anything else that anything else on the news? All right, cool. Uh, let's hit <laughs> a beer review and then we'll uh, hit the games. Beer review. All right, I will go ahead and start. We'll go in reverse order. So Dan, you're still second. Um, Millpond does good hazies. There, there's. Did I say that this is? Yeah, it's a Millpond beer out of Millstadt, Illinois. Uh, Millpond does good hazies. That's that's one of their calling cards. They do good other things as well, but they do good hazies. And this is no different. It's got a really, really good balance of, um. There's citrus, there's a little bit of berry, but it's you know, it's pleasantly bitter. Um, the body's nice and supportive, a hint of sweetness, but it's it's really, really easy to drink. I mean, you've had good hazies before, right? There's a million of them. It's a good hazy. Um, flavors are all on point. It's nice and juicy up front. Good amount of supporting bitter- bitterness. Good, like, subtly sweet malt character behind it. Another well-executed hazy IPA from Millpond. Not a lot else to say on that. Again, I, I am... Uh, I... Oh. Oops, sorry, Ryan. God. <laughs> Reverse order, Ryan. It's Dan's turn. No, I think he uh, wanted to talk about your beer. Oh, did he? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like almost like I feel like that's like every <laughs> hazy IPA because I feel like I'm almost just like saying whatever he said, ditto. Well, that it sounds like the, me. No, as, that's a Dan yeah, beer review. You know, but that's Dan's an old school <laughs> Dan review. Right, but we were drinking the same beers then, so... And I always went got, third. Yeah, by the time <laughs> so, it got to you, there wasn't a lot to add. It was, uh, well, I mean, it's not more to be said. Um, again, <laughs> but, I, I am. Well, hold on, I got to comment on the hazy thing. You're right, Ryan, because that it literally is how a good hazy is executed. So it's just kind. Of, that's kind of why I stay away from the style, right? Because all because all your American hops are going to be either if in a hazy are going to be juicy or citrusy. Yeah, the fruity I mean, everything's the form or tropical, and the malt characters are not necessarily um layered, I guess, not deep. So it's like once you get it down, you get it down, and once you have a good one, you have a good one, and that's why I go literal months without drinking them, and that's why I drink them every day. Yeah, because consistency. It's like. Mm-hmm. Hazy IPAs are literally the modern day craft beer drinkers American lager because it's consistently you're in the same ballpark on flavor. Yeah. 
All right, Dan. Sorry. Sorry for stealing your thunder, bud. No, you're good. Let's talk about Hazy's things that I, I definitely don't want to ever keep talking about because of my old job. I am again drinking left hand, left hand pumpkin spice latte because it's basic white woman season. Figure that'd be the, the great thing to go for. So again, nitro pumpkin spice latte. This is uh light and creamy like a nitro would be uh, with very little to, with very little to no carbonation. Uh, the, the spices on here are, are just absolutely insane. Um, I don't know if that's by design or not, but it's a bit too much. The pumpkin kind of falls off as you keep drinking it. Um, it's, I've had this a few years back. I thought it was better then, but uh, I could be, uh, I was more of a novice drinker at that point. So I had a question. Yeah. With you on that beer, did they say on the can, did they actually use pumpkin or is it just a pumpkin spice beer? Uh, Pumpkin ale with spices and coffee added. There's not a lot of coffee on there. You can definitely get it, but I would expect it to be. It's not on the can. A lot of people don't use actual pumpkin and pumpkin. They do not. They'll just they do, use they do not. pumpkin pie spices. Pumpkin spice. Like nutmeg and allspice and yeah. no actual pumpkin. So some do. Pumpkin Smasher, for example, does for sure. And from Big Body and a few others actually do. But I was just curious. It's uh I think I think with it missing kind of a body from it being a nitro, it kind of just takes it away. The the mm-hmm. The pumpkin itself is pretty faint, and the spices really, really are, are ramped up. Um, it just yeah. kind of takes that away from me. I'm gonna look this up to see if there is uh actual pumpkin in it. Uh, actual pumpkin in it, as I was talking and trying to. Yeah, because because a lot of people will use just the spices in the beer, and then because it says pumpkin on the can, and you have the spices in the beers, pumpkin's a mild flavor anyway, so it's a power suggestion. Here's what they here's what they say. Up your up your pumpkin spice latte game with this cozy can of fall brewers blendy, a brewers blend of cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and allspice combined with pumpkin, and Ozu's Ursus Major Coffee. So there is pumpkin so involved. There's pumpkin in it. Um, obviously there is, yeah. They just list off the notes. Yeah, so there is actual. There's lactose, pumpkin, coffee, and spices. All them. All the common spices you get in beers to style. Yeah. Again, just the, I think the lack of body with the bean nitro kind of just uh, takes it away because the spices are just a little too much. So, but it's not bad. Ryan. The hazy hard. Yeah. The Bell's hazy hard IPA, just like Hopper said. Nice fruity tone to it. Actually, it's different because it's kind of like, I mean, it's a New England style IPA. And it has like an orange hit to it whenever you first sip it, but then like once it uh, once you finally like take a like you swallow it, it kind of has more of that grapefruit finish to it. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it. Bells but it's very right. nice. Bells, right? No, yeah, so yeah. I'm just saying it's bells, right? Okay, hold on. Yep, that's gonna be from the hops. Grapefruit is a really popular fruit that you're going to get off of the majority of hazies based on the hops that are well, yeah and citrus will show up as orange or lemon or lime a lot of times orange is classified that way yeah uh, does it say what what hops are used right uh or are you looking I'm, hopper i'm looking I, I i don't know if they would use 
one of Sid Schirmer's egg. I mean, generally those are your most commonly used. Probably would at least one yeah. of them. So but... ingredients, hops. That's all it says. Yeah, that's all it says <laughs> on the website too. Okay. okay. They use Centennial in the regular two hearted. Oh, I found it. It's got Strata, S T R A T A. Yeah. Citra, Mosaic, Galaxy, and El Dorado. There and other variety. El, Dor- El Dorado will give some sweet, like some sweet notes to it, like stone fruit combined with the citra and the mosaic will definitely give you some orange notes. Yeah. Yep. That's that's a very common. Yep. I got very a trade good. offer I want to talk to you guys about. Okay. Let's do it. It's pretty crazy. So I'm in a uh, just, just dynasty single QB. Uh, teams off to a rocky start given Madison's struggles. Uh, and then the, the combination of Burrow and Chase is kind of shitting the bed so far. Uh, teams 0-2. I, I, I don't think I'm going to take it. It's just there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. So I got an offer out for Jamar Chase, my Jamar Chase. Yeah. Uh, again, remember, remember this is a single QB league. Uh, Russell Wilson, Jamison Winston, uh, two mid to late, uh, twenty four first projected. Okay, hold on. I gotta ask for clarity there. You said Jamison Winston. I'm assuming Jamison Williams. Jamison not... Williams. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Okay. Are we getting ready for thirty for thirty again? <laughs> <laughs> so, Russ Wilson, uh, Jamison Williams, uh, two mid to late projected first, a midish projected twenty four second, and then a a twenty fifth, a twenty five first. So three first round picks, a second, Russ and JMO. All for Jamar Chase. Okay. Uh let me so Russ I don't care about in that deal. No. Russ um, is just a guy that's there to help me alleviate the Jamar D. Burrow situation. Yeah. Um yeah. the let's see. I like Jameson is a rebuild pick, but I think two years of not playing much hurts. I mean, if his value started up here, you go two years of not playing due to injury and gambling or whatever, and with the combine that with the continued breakout of a Monterey St. Brown, that's gonna bring his ceiling down a bit for me. So yeah. I like him as a rebuild is a rebuild piece because but you know you could be in like a waddle light situation. You could actually end up in a waddle situation there where he's not the one, but still has good, good productivity and good efficiency. Um, That's probably is like the peak of what I see his upside as that is a ceiling. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. The picks are, are nice, but with it being one quarterback and those being late, I mean, the volume of them is nice. Um, especially if you're going into a rebuild or trying to go into a rebuild. But the thing is, is that you've got a proven track record of Burrow or Chase. So are you trying to go into a rebuild? Because a team that has Burrow and Chase to me seems like, seems more like a team that is built to compete in just that hasn't happened in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. So this team is very top heavy. I, I've had a struggle struggle bus with this team. I made a lot of dumb trades when drunk. Like yeah. This is a this is a team that I'm slowly back and forth rebuilding. So I, I, I have a pretty top heavy I also have Garrett Wilson r- running backs 
outside of Madison, you know, Miles Sanders, Rashad White, Travis Etienne. Um, this would be I, I thought I could I thought I could be relatively productive this year. Obviously, the Cincinnati getting off to a really slow start has not been that's not what good. I would but... like. Obviously, to see I'm not gonna accept this trade. This it's is more so this is a lot of throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. Yeah. There's a, the first round picks are fun to have. If if I was going to commit to a rebuild, those would be huge. And this is an absolute smash yeah. if you're going to commit to a rebuild, I think. This team is the team that's trying to make this trade. It's also have an overabundance of 24 firsts. They have, I think, six. Wow. They're projected to be one of the worst teams. Um, both of the picks, first round picks offered to me are his two latest picks. So if I were to make it, if I were to negotiate this, I would be trying to get a, either his first or the other high first that he has from a different team. Yeah. And um, I think that changes the course a little bit. Yes. Then you're in a more of a retool than a rebuild by getting up near the top of the draft. You can find a premium tier wide receiver talent there. I could try to get my hands on like a Harrison. Harrison Jr. Which should be what my deal look were to be. Now, again, yeah. the deal that is set in place, I, I don't. Like I, I don't have much interest because I'm looking at just the first round picks. I don't have the same type of heartwarming upside as as maybe you or Ryan do, especially Ryan does with JMO. I, 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 a, I was never that high at him to begin with. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 what we've seen so far with the injuries, the injuries not really. I mean, it's not really his fault, but with the suspension, um, though Josh Reynolds balling out right now. Doesn't help either. You, and, no, no, no. That actually makes you feel that, better. That, I think Jamal comes help. back. That should be his role. Yeah. But yeah. Yes, there is some upside. So, if I were to include Jamal in this deal, which I would still keep in there, then I would feel a little more welcome to. Okay, I'm now going to flip Jamal for for something, but I need yeah. a little more production. It, it's it's a uh, it, it it's an interesting trade because it, it's it reminds me that. of the trade that that uh, that uh. Uh, Jordan made for yeah. Jamar Chase in my league. Yep, and I don't think it's that far off in value necessarily. No, it's think it's going to look a really good in value because there's a lot of first involved. Yeah, I just think that it's more of a uh, of a where's your team at type of thing at that point. And what are you trying to do? And what are you angling at? And how do you feel about how do you feel about JMO? Because like when I say it's a waddle situation, I don't expect it to be that. I'm just saying that that is the best thing I can imagine. Like that doesn't say anything about the probability that I feel that will happen. It's just, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. where I see the ceiling at. Pro- I don't feel great about the probability that that's what we, we achieve. But I think if it were to happen, that's what it would be. See Rocky, who said he would hundred percent take the trade. The issue with this is, is that I'm not looking at and JMO and Wilson as the primary pieces, a part of this deal. No, you're looking at the first, all about the first. Round the picks. first. Yeah. If this was a super flex league where you're you're so pushing down value, that's different because then Wilson worth, has more yes. value. He's not a throwaway. Well, well and, that yes, and, that that is definitely true. And because they're later round picks, they're worth more because you have yeah. more player value there. But I haven't get, dove heavy into the twenty four class either, so I'm not really outside of. But yeah, I'm not. Gonna, yeah. It's hard yeah, to dive into it right now because we don't know exactly what's going there. I mean, I did early dive last year and it bit me in the ass when I was. It bites everyone in the income. ass. Yeah, it so absolutely like, does. Yeah, no yeah. It's just wait till January. Yeah. yeah. No so. one ever expects things to happen the way that it does. So, yeah. But it's like, again, like, yeah. 
It's like it's like looking at that trade though. It's like you know you look at it. It's like <laughs> Rocky is not accept the trade. Rock Rocky I'm likes to stir fires, man. I'm I know, being, I know, I know I'm being peer pressured now, guys. I, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. And here's the thing: if you were to accept that trade, I don't think you're dumb for accepting it either. Oh right? no, God, no, a, no, no! This is it's uh, a preference it's funny on where you're at. So. There's been a guy in this league who's who's a commission this league. He's at a powerhouse team because he's he's gotten people to to accept. He's basically Sean Hopper. Um, oh God! And uh, he keeps throwing, he keeps doing massively player for player, massive players for one player deals at me for Jamar Chase and Garrett Wilson, and it's been a bunch of mid level players. And it's and just, it I can't, I can't. My least favorite type of trade. But it's offer. like some of these are great, like they're good players. There's zero draft picks involved, <laughs> zero. So they're all. It's got. It's like there are some good names in there. It's just I have no interest. Unless I get to like, if I'm going to trade Jamar Chase, I'm gonna go for the rebuild. Hey, I got like, a that yeah. is my and decision, the, uh, yeah. and the rest of the team's gone. Which means I'm gonna trade Miles Sanders. I won't get much for, you know, for Madison, but I'll trade Sanders. I'll trade Rashad White. I'll try to trade ETN. Like, I will yeah, reset and, my running back market and go for rookies and try to hit right. on those. And my argument there is why fully commit to a rebuild when you have. Burrow and Chase is part of your core and dynasty. I could see moving on like from a Sanders or something like that. If they continue yeah. to go, if the Bengals continue to go slow and retooling some of your other areas and using that fact yeah, that yeah, yeah, you got yeah. a slow start there as a bonus, but I don't, especially with Burrow just getting locked up and you've got productivity and you know, he's not healthy. Like, so what if it's a throwaway season, right? Those guys have, you know, and I still have Garrett Wilson. Like, I, yeah. like you like, yeah, yeah. Usually have five, six years of those guys still. You're but on that it, fringe team. I understand where Rocky also comes from. Is it's like we see this a lot in dynasty and a lot of newer dynasty players, and and it's just they get enticed either by the big name players, so they give up all the draft picks, or they get enticed by the draft picks. And they keep the big name player for a bunch of draft picks and. Yeah. You got to know how to utilize those draft picks to get to that point, right? Yeah, you're trying to replace Jamar Chase with these what, draft picks. What's your most redraft value on Travis Etienne? Can I share some things I turned down in a league that you happen to be in, Dan? It's just, it's, it? I know which league. I to be honest, this league, I'm, I'm, I'm actually been really, really excited for. There's been so many fucking trades already. I'm yeah. like, this is exciting. Like, it's, I don't. It's only week some of these guys are morons, but I absolutely now. love the excitement. Overreactions. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's well, fuck the guy that I made the the Justin Jefferson trade with just lost both of the running backs. I traded him, so like I feel kind of <laughs> bad. Feel good about that. So <laughs> here's here's how this went. Uh, first off, I turned down that same guy offered me uh, Henry and Pickens for McCaffrey this week, and I turned Ooh, that down pretty quick. That's um, an easy uh, decline. Yeah. Well, not as easy as another one. I'm just gonna go through something. He's got. I mean, I'll be honest. Like this he talks a lot of shit, but he does. He does. Uh, he does offer some pretty fair trades. So he does, I made. I think two of them already. I don't think I've turned down things from him that I felt like they were unfair. There's yeah, th- moves this, I didn't yeah, want to make. Yeah. Um, now this one I did turn down because it wasn't great, and this is not that same guy. Uh, this was uh, sending me Judy Moss and Jamison Williams and redraft for Hollywood Brown and Miles Sanders. I turned that that's down real a, quick. That's just a lot of meh. <laughs> Bag of dicks. Right. Yeah. That's just like I, I'll I'll take I'll keep Miles Sanders. So he these were the, the safest uh, player in that. So these deal. were the offers for ETN. I don't think these were far off. Okay. So the offer 
started with um this is the the offer started with Joe Mixon and Traylon Burks for Brandon Cooks and Travis Etienne. That's a no. Yeah, I, no. I keep Etienne. So I declined that and I countered with Joe Mixon and Brandon Ayuk for Hollywood Brown and Travis Etienne. That's a fair rebuttal. That, that would better, be one yeah. where I think yeah. I would actually accept that. I take, I, I, I would take the mix and I, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. obviously I use it, but I, I is the number one in this offense. Right. So for me, I was like, if you want ETN, I need a wide receiver. So, and you have surplus there. So I'm going to run it. IUK and we'll flip mixing for ETN. I upgrade at wide receiver. You upgrade at running back was my thought there. Um, Here's a deal. You can, keep talking about the sleep, but go ahead. Keep going. And then the, the last offer, um, which I rejected was Joe Mixon and Sky Moore for cooking ETN. Yeah. You're just, that's, which is still I, an upgrade. He's missing. He's not where he's missing. Yeah. He, so he's missing, missing the mark the, on the wide receiver yeah, piece. He's missing why. Yeah. He's missing yeah. why I'm, and I could probably say that, but the reason I'm declining it is because I want, if I'm going to get rid of ETN, who I see is a top, five, six running back rest of the year if he's healthy. I'm okay with giving him up for Mixon, who I see as a top 14 or so running back the rest of the year if he's healthy. But I need to upgrade at my wide receiver position as well because that's my team's weakness at the same time. And I don't see more could be a slight upgrade over Cooks. Cooks has been hurt. Um, I definitely don't view um, Burks as, as that in redraft. All right, we got a question. I I answered it. All I'm right. assuming you guys are both going to agree with me. Would you drop Cam Akers for Kendra Miller? Uh, no, no. Well, I'd drop someone else. Okay, maybe it's not as easy. <laughs> no, I said, uh, yes, I would. Well, here's the thing. You you got to think long term, right? And long term, you guys are still in week two. If you're thinking immediacy. Yeah, sure. I would drop Cam Akers for, for Kendra Miller if you're looking for an immediate impact and you're going week to week. If you're thinking long term, Akers very well could end up being the better the better asset rest of season if he finds his footing under O'Connell in complete because Madison hasn't been productive. Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll put his ass back on the bench, right? Yep. So Akers could end up being your better long-term asset because Kamara is going to be back from his suspension, right? After this week is a three game, right? So yeah. He's back after this case. Camaro will be back, back in week four after this, which is going to put Miller in a change of pace world. Miller's a rookie. You don't know if he's going to end up getting run over Tony Jones. You don't know if he's going to be more productive than Tony Jones. We all think he will be. I definitely think he will be. I'm a huge fan of Kendrick Miller, but it's still crowded. You're going to get Kamara back and Jamal Williams injury is not season ending. So you're going to get him back at some point too. And, and then what Miller's an asset that you're dropping potentially that you potentially gave up a season long asset for. So you got to think, I think you have to think a little bit more long-term if you're short-term, you're on two, you need wins now, then okay. Yeah. Maybe that's a move you make. But if you're thinking long-term full season, because it is a, I mean, you've got 13 weeks of regular season left here, guys. Right. Or 12. Yeah. 13. Cause we haven't yeah, played week three right. games. You got 13 weeks of regular season left here, guys. Like you should still be looking at the long-term asset value, not the short-term. 
Exactly. My no, opinion. I mean, it, yeah, it's like you, you have Kendry Miller for this week and this week alone for week three. That's all I see it as. So when Kamara comes back, it, I don't think it's going to be 50-50. I think it's going to be Kamara's backfield. But, you know, you have to kind of put the asterisk at it. It could go 50-50. We don't know how good Kendry Miller is. I mean, we saw a little bit of him in the preseason that he didn't look that great. We know what Alvin Kamara is. Yeah. And I think Kendry, Miller, Kendry Miller is more of a 2024 play in my mind. Yeah. And I think he's a good player, and I think he'll be fine. But the other thing, too, is he's been dealing with soft tissue issues since the middle of training camp. Yeah. So if that's going to be a thing, yeah, I don't, I don't. He doesn't really need it. So, so he did that. post, he, he did post the main parts of his roster. He doesn't need it. So, so Acres is probably his weakest point as of this point week too. So it's running backs, Stevenson, James Cook, uh, Damian Pierce, uh, Kamara, Josh Kelly, and oh. Acres. So the lacking of a high end running back is it's hurts, but he's got good receivers. You got a better chance of Cam Akers coming into an every down roll than you have a Kendra Miller giving you anything more than 50-50 split this season. Yeah, I, right. I've changed. Yeah, I thought that I've been convinced. It's just it's more so based on what he needs from his roster. Yeah, that that's I mean, again, I'm fine. I I'm honestly fine either way. Um. Because after this week, you could probably still pick up Cam Akers, who is not. I I don't foresee him getting a bunch of work. I don't foresee people running out and grabbing him. He could also try to drop somebody else. But you get him for free um, right now, either. You don't have to spend. Yeah, you don't have to drop. Yeah, yeah. It, it's because who knows who else gets hurt this week? This right? week. He's got a lot of damn, a lot of people to start. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Are you talking about Kate and the Colts fan? Yeah, I. Yeah. it's got to. I mean, it's got to be super flex. He's got three quarterbacks. Okay, what well, needs a flex play? What are the options? Uh well, I mean, so it's it's his Richardson, Lamar, Howell. Richardson, I don't think is going to play. So Howell, Lamar. I'm assuming it's if it's if it's single QB, you can just drop Howell. Um, yeah, Howell is not. If it's, single, single Q, if it's a single, if it's a single QB, yeah, like, it just registered. It just registered. It just registered. Calm down. <laughs> God damn it. Processing um, speed's a little slow right now. That's fair. Wide receivers, he listed his top in. CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Tyler Lockett, Hopkins. He probably has more. Could probably drop one of those if you really want to pick up Miller. And then Kittle, Kincaid as his tight ends. I would assume those are his two tight ends that he has. Um, Premium, because if Knox doesn't go. I wouldn't drop either of them. No, Oh, for dropping? I'm, I, I, no, yeah, sorry. I, no, it's more but, so... Uh, you said he, he needs, needs a flex. flex. I thought yeah, we were. He says he needs a flex play. I... Oh, yeah, I was looking at his roster to help him find a flex play. I don't think you really need to worry about a flex play. You can you play four wide receivers over the. I would play Kendry Miller. So I play. Yeah. I play Joshua. Look Kelly. at that, Matt Breida touchdown. Oh yeah, I'm not picking up if Eckler doesn't go. Yeah, Chargers have the Vikings. Yeah, yeah I would yeah, play exactly. Kelly. So yeah, you don't need to pick somebody up for a flex yeah, play. Yeah, I, I no. agree with that sentiment. Like. Yeah, I, I don't think you need the hearing your roster. You don't need to go pick up Miller for a flex play this week. Like, you're you're fine. You're gonna get like a better version of that potentially in in Kelly, who could be horribly inefficient, but at least is gonna get the majority of the run. Yeah, it's it's like Madison all over again. <laughs> right. right, volume but not efficient. Yep, I get getting burnt Oof. by him though too. All right, um. 
Anything else on the trade front? I'm going to get no. into this week real quick. Yeah. Or last let's get week real week. quick. Yeah. Yep, All right. Let's, let's look at last week real quick. So, um, I want to talk QB play. Let's do it. And the bad side of it. Um, I'll get to Justin Fields here in a moment. So the Jets have a Zach Wilson problem again. You've mentioned Burrow being horribly inefficient um, and hurt. The Kenny Pickett does not look to be progressing, and Deshaun Watson does not look to be, you know, we're beyond. Deshaun Watson of old. Yeah, we're beyond a point now where that's not restoring, right? It's not the Watson of old, and that could be the offense. That could be him. Um, you know, what do you make? Let's talk this from a super flex perspective. Super flex yeah. dynasty. Let's talk it from that perspective. Okay. What? I mean, because obviously, yeah, you know what? We're going to do this a little different. So Burrow's the one people are going to feel from a redraft perspective the most connection to to start. So is he in timeout? What do we what yes. do we do with this? I got a buddy that is like, do I start Stroud or Burrow? And I'm like, go grab Stroud. And you're basically just, you're the game you're playing here is that Burrow might figure it out on your bench, but you're not going to lose because he doesn't figure it out. Burrow plays Monday night. Yep. Yes, we have... Uh, Four teams Monday night playing. That's Hertz, Baker, Stafford, and Burrow. So yep. Stafford and Burrow, you could possibly pick up. If you're playing a single QB, you absolutely can't pick up a super flex. And do it before uh, you get to Monday night. And and there's absolutely no I guess you could pick up Browning too if you had to, but yeah, that's there's so absolutely gross. no need to flirt with that. Burrow has not been good. Nope. You can eat him. On, you know, on your bench for at least a week or two. Stroud's played incredible for what Houston has put together so far. And if yeah. they can stay healthy, Stroud is easily a fine streamer who gives you more rushing upside than Burrow. It's not yeah. better than Burrow, obviously, but... Yeah. You can and who else is a good Burrow streamer this week that's available? I'll just go ahead and give this now instead of later. later. Baker Mayfield. E- Eagles are banged up in the secondary. They've given up 300 yards passing and seven touchdowns this week. So Baker Mayfield's a fine stream this week. You don't really have that many games that are bad defensive matchups, right? Oh, that's actually it, a nice week. Yeah. So, you know, you've got streamers out there that you can grab. Stroud and single quarterback if he's uh, available. Ritter's got the Lions and what should be decently high scoring, and he showed his rushing upside finally. You can play with that a little bit. You can play with Jordan Love if he's out there in single QB. You know, you can – there's a lot of – a lot of Derek Carr against Green Bay. Too. Yeah. Derek Carr against Green Bay. Green Bay. Um, Garoppolo against the Steelers. There are things that you can do here. Right. And so don't feel obligated uh, to run out and lose because of Joe Burrow. Don't feel obligated that you have to keep plugging him in if you have an option at a better streamer this week. I mean, it's the Rams. You They should be able to to move the football and do stuff, but they haven't done it yet. So you're taking the risk that he goes off on your bench. You know, also never mind the injury risk, but you're basically insulating and just saying, Hey, I'm not going to get beat while he figures it out because of him. Yep. Um, obviously Burrow and dynasty is a different story. The other guys are more, they're, they're different, right? So let's pivot to, Zach Wilson, you were already out on in Dynasty anyway, and now it's an emergency spot start. And I don't think you have to care too much about him from a Dynasty perspective. And from a redraft perspective, you just avoid it. 
Um, that's more of a bigger issue for Garrett Wilson in the passing game than anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's Wilson's no longer a one, he's a two. Yep. And uh he needs touchdowns. Uh, unless the Jets, unless the Jets, because maybe the Jets are gonna be in the market for a quarterback, especially if they go out and they win this week against New England. Um, you guys do you guys see the things that's been flowing around that Rob Krakowski thinks the Vikings are going to trade Cousins to the Jets. Not to the Jets, but try to trade Cousins if they lose this week. Who thinks that? Makes sense. Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, it's because I'm going to take all my, take all my, my Vikings thing. Fantasy yeah. from Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, so unless the Jets are going to be aggressive in the QB market. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful with guys like Wilson, but you're not obviously going to drop them. So. No. And you're not playing Wilson. And I think, in, like, unless you're in Dynasty, there's no need to ever play Zach Wilson. No, and if you're in Dynasty, like, that's literally your emergency situation anyway, and you got bigger <laughs> problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. All right. Some, we'll get to some of these other guys now. So let's do the veteran, and then we'll get to the two younger players. So Deshaun Watson, he obviously misses that season with Houston, misses half of last year, comes back under a different offense, different scheme, one that's not necessarily pass-heavy, although, you know, we've seen productivity out of that, that scheme that's not necessarily pass-heavy. And uh, his play has been what I would class as very mediocre. Yep. So does he get back to his levels he was at in, in Houston? Are you looking for opportunities to, to just try to move on from that from a dynasty perspective yeah i know he's firmly a streamer and redraft at this point what are we doing with this i mean you treat him like a streamer right i mean that's you know for redraft i mean if you're in a super flex dynasty league you're still gonna like you're still gonna keep him um i don't think we'll ever see houston levels of what he was uh, no. the offense that Stefanski wants to run is pretty much going to solidify that unless they ex- escape go Stefanski in, in this situation. Well, they're, they're going to have to because the money that they have tied in. Washington. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all guaranteed money. Um, We're going to see what this offense looks like without Nick Chubb, which should change drastically, I would think. A few things absolutely should change. Um. He still provides your rushing upside, which is what you want. It's not high efficiency levels of rushing upside, but it's still rushing upside. But he's not the top 12 quarterback that you probably drafted him to be. But no, he is firmly in line in streaming and redrafting. He's firmly that same type of player in Dynasty. It's just if you play in a not super flex league, I mean, he's whatever. Like he's something more than. You're Sam Howells and Baker Mayfields at this point. He's worse. He's basically he's Shroud, right? Like Shroud he's Daniel Jones. Yeah. yeah, like he's he's these guys. He's not. He's not been a good passer. He can get it done as a runner. He's Jimmy but, Garoppolo at this point, really. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, so he doesn't have a little bit of mobility. A little more mobility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ryan, do you agree or? Yeah. Oh else? yeah. I'm, no, I'm right behind you, honey, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so I would be looking to move. I, yeah, I, I would be, be looking to move on. him. You can look. You can sell mid. I guess where he's at now. Mid. Yep. It's um, hard to sell him. It's but that's the thing, right? Because you're you you well, you got Watson baking on what you thought he'd be in Houston. 
Yeah. Right. Unless you already had him for this whole time. And you don't have long-term quarterback injuries to go play that with right now, other than Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. Yep. It's uh. so you're looking for a cell window or you're just holding him and hoping that, you know, you're looking to see what this week looks like. Yeah, we'll see what this changes like. and it looks differently. That can change completely. Okay. Yeah, you're playing both windows. Yeah. Um, can you pick it? You know what the fuck? A high draft pick, no progression. Uh, pick. He's had some. He's making some receivers look productive, but in general, not figuring it out. Get out. If you're you gonna have a high draft pick this year, from the yeah. looks of it. So get out while you can. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna hard for me to see them playing a Browns level of team every week. So especially playing in the AFC, maybe they can catch the Bengals on the right week and beat them. But it's he's looked he's looked bad. Yes, he's made yes. uh, Pickens is starting to you know to take off, and he didn't have Deontay Johnson this week. But he he hasn't looked any like like. But that's also the thing is it's that Pittsburgh's not used to having this situation that they're in. So they may hold on longer. They're gonna, you know, Matt Canada is it's a terrible OC, it's a terrible play caller. Well, that's true. He's needed. Is, to it, is, is it Matt Canada? It's it's probably you know it's it's the same Justin Fields situation, right? Where like we're gonna blame the player mostly, but we will we'll also shed blame onto. Oh, I'm gonna shed plenty the of battle here in a minute. Yeah, we're we're gonna shed blame onto the OC in this as well. It's not all it's not all Pickett's fault, but he yeah. has he has a good he has a good collection of playmakers, and he's still not getting it done. And Pittsburgh's barely winning games, or they're just gonna end up losing a lot more. I think he'll be a product of just being replaced. Yeah, so I would get out, you know, find a QB needy, you know, find the team with Rodgers, and try to move him there. Yeah. Yep. And Justin Fields. Oh God, here okay. we go. <laughs> he needed so much to go right, I think, to retain. Like the more I think about it, with the Bears having their draft pick and with the and with having the Panthers. Yeah. And with them being able to reset the rookie contract. Yep. Fields needed a lot to go right to retain on Chicago. Well, and the hard part for me with him is that the things that I noted on him coming out of college are still the same things that that get him. And yes, you've got receivers running the same routes. There are problems with the offense and the offensive scheme, but you know the processing speed is still not there. The internal clock is still not there. And now they stifled the playmaking ability. I'm interested to see, like this is this. There's a lot this week for me on my opinion of fields. If he's truly going to play effort mode, if he's truly going to start playing by feel and a matchup against the chiefs, which shouldn't necessitate them to have the, their foot on the gas pedal. You know, I need it to look this week. Like he's made progress because the bears have an easy schedule this year. Yeah. In on paper, it's an easy schedule this year. When I watch fields, I'm seeing the same shit different season of I'm not anticipating. I'm afraid to throw into coverage. I don't trust my receivers, even though they went and got me DJ Moore. He had a decent week last week, but just not creating, which, yeah, that's an offensive problem. But the lack of progression out of him 
is the biggest problem for me and the biggest reason why if I don't see anything this week where he's declared, I'm going to say, fuck it and just play how I know how to play. Like if he's in his own head, I see that statement as a good sign to get out yeah. of his own head and just play. But, you know, hey, I, I am like a lot of Bears fans out of patience, out of patience with Getsy. I don't think he's the right offensive coordinator, out of patience with coaching because Iberflus doesn't have the answers. It was stupid that they hired a defensive head coach. The offense is clearly all sorts of out of sorts. But the Justin Fields prob- problem yes. is that Justin Fields has not shown any progress since college on the things that were concerning to me with him coming out of college. It's the anti Jalen hurts. He's actually gotten worse. Worse. And, and that's and, sorry. Go ahead. I was saying, go, go I was ahead. Saying, and Kate and, and the Colts fan said exactly what was on my freaking mind. I actually didn't say it. he typed it, but no Ohio state quarterback has ever panned out ever. Plus what he was throwing to we're talking about Justin Fields was a cream of the crop type of wide receivers. You have all first round talents oh, yeah, all around them. You know, so you take away those first round talents and you give them fifth round talents and mediocre plays. He doesn't know what to do. CJ Stroud, I don't like it. Yeah, but you can but, say anything about I bought Tua and Tua has been perfectly fine in the NFL as long as he's healthy. I I, 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 I get what people are saying. I just. Yeah. And I hurts hate that level. QB, I, I, and, I just don't like No that. air raid quarterback ever panned out until they did. Right. Yeah. With Mahomes. It, so let me put it this way. No, you can say I, the same thing with Tua still, though. You well, he had I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, but, but Bama QBs never panned out right until Tua and Hertz was a Bama QB, and they're both right. doing fine to the no, extent to what's around them. You know, no is, LSU, it, is, it, is, it, is it a product uh, of what's around them, or is it you know truly were there a lot of the, LSU it, QBs? Well, is, that is, out it, what is that? Yeah, yeah. in Burrow said Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Well, I guess he had T Higgins for one year, but he, like he was hurt about the year. He too. said he. Yeah. What about Wyoming? How many Wyoming college. quarterbacks have panned out in the NFL? I mean, look, <laughs> I don't play like, this game all day. I can play this game all day to. with helmet yeah. scouting. I don't like helmet scouting, but I've scouted the last because Ohio State QBs are normally people you draft. have to watch in the draft. They're normally people you're a Michigan fan. Shut up. They're normally things that you have to <laughs> talking about trash QBs. They're normally things that you have to watch. I do like McCarthy. Brady, but and I like McCarthy too. I'm just Brady, it's 2001. Okay, no, no, no. We're not even lumping Brady in giving his points. But, yeah, no, I, best but QB ever. What I'm saying is, at least for the last six years, I've watched film on every Ohio State quarterback that's come out. What's Dan doing? He's stuck what? in a loop. What are you doing? Oh, he's just listening. He was your, listening to your us. Your camera is stuck in a loop on my Zoom screen. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this looks like you're clapping, and that's what it's doing on the. There you go. There you go. Now you're good. Now, okay. Yeah, I came out of it. Now you were just sitting there doing <laughs> this over and over again on the Zoom screen. But anyway, I've watched every Ohio State quarterback for the last six years. There, the Urban Meyer ones all had the same problem. They were one read and run or one read and throw. So you were never going to be a college offense that were going to translate. Cardale Jones yes. pan out or, you know, rest in peace. Terrell Pryor. Like Dwayne Haskins, Haskins. Terrell Pryor. Um, those guys, it was really obvious watching their film that they weren't going to pan out. Um, I was not high on Haskins. He was probably the most universally 
one universal one people were high on other than prior, but those were obviously not going to pan out with fields and the, and you know, he was creating, he was using his legs. He was keeping plays alive. He was looking downfield, but yes, with world-class wide receivers and you could see he's holding the ball too long. He's not processing. Well, he doesn't throw with anticipation. Those were, that was all in my notes. It was different though than previous Ohio state quarterbacks, which were, they're just not going to pan out because they're literally scheming this to be one read and then run the damn football fields had things that you could coach out, but they haven't put the right staff around him and he hasn't progressed. Those are things that not throwing with anticipation and holding the ball too long are literal adjustment things that damn near everybody that comes into the NFL has to deal with Stroud more of a pocket passer that did throw the anticipation that does read that. I actually think Stroud's going to be successful. So that's just kind of where I'm at on this. I didn't mean to go on a huge tangent about helmet scouting. What you said is factually true, right? They don't pan out. There are reasons that they don't pan out other than the logo on the side of their helmet. I hate helmet scouting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's uh <laughs> the the bear scenes, everything's so fucked up. Like it's yeah. easy to place in like if you go to Twitter, if you really talk to anybody, it's generally it's it's always been for when it comes to fields, it's been it's either all fields' fault or it's on the fields' fault. Everyone, I mean, everyone should absolutely it's know everyone's it. it's fault a combination. Yeah. It's fault. It's everyone's fault. The fact that the play calling isn't adjusting to where uh, fields needs to be running, you know, half the field concepts or high low concepts, make it easier for him to adjust while you are helping him improve instead of just throwing him into a a scheme. That he's not that he's not comfortable with, and then asked him out the run, and then his confidence. We says we saw Zach Wilson is completely fucking shattered at this point. Like you have everyone telling him that he's trash, yeah. and all he did last year for for better part of the midseason was make the team talkable again, like surviving the Mr. Bisky, surviving you know pace and all that shit to get to where they're at now or, yeah, yeah. or who's ever in play polls. I don't fucking care at this point. It, but, but look what they look. But look what they had to do. They had to use the running, and then, then all teams did was drop their two deep safeties, and basically they forced Fields to run. So it's like oh, they're forcing Fields to get hurt. And that's what DJ Moore was supposed to help with, and to some degree has. But they didn't scheme for it in Week One. In Week Two, you got guys that are running the same routes. You've got Cole Komet, who Dan Orlovsky did a good breakdown on this, which. I love Dan Orlovsky's breakdowns, but you know, you got Cole Komet who runs the wrong route. And then when Fields tries to put the ball on him for the route that he ran, runs away from where the ball's going. So it ends up behind him. You know, there there's definite coaching problems in this scheme and in this passing scheme that probably is the reason Fields hasn't been able to build the trust to throw with any form of anticipation or not hold the ball. I'm again, I'm glad he said, fuck it, but like this, this is it. This Chiefs game after he says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna play how I know how to play, and I'm gonna play off instinct." Like, I hope so. I do. Not I some really sign do. of improvement. Like I'm out. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm out. I mean, they're gonna finish the season with them. You are gonna have two high draft picks. You trade them for more draft picks, and you move on. You're trading for Caleb Williams. Yeah, that is where the and that's where the teams that go zero and three, especially zero and four. Um, you're looking at, you know, the Bears in this instance when they get the Chiefs, the Vikings and Chargers, what are those teams going to go in three? 
Chargers aren't replacing Justin Herbert. They just fucking paid him. But if the Vikings lose, that's you can get that you can get that conversation. Um, you know, the Cardinals, like it's it's Yeah, we've tossed a lot it's of these all, it, around. It, yeah, it, it's all yeah. Caleb Williams for a lot of these teams, but not even just Caleb Williams, it's gonna be Drake May, which I it wasn't impressed with because Minnesota, but that's a different story. Um it's not just it's it's also resetting rookie contracts. Justin Fields to remain in Chicago had a massive, had a far bigger uphill climb than what Yeah. And that's just it, right? A guy like if, yeah, like, like, even like not, uh yeah, so go ahead. But. No, you're good. I'm I'm cutting you off. I was just gonna say if you're not proven, you got two options for a contract. You either don't get a second one with your team, or you're signing a bridge deal because your team somehow won enough games to not be in position to get another quarterback. Either because the defense was good or the running game was good. And if they're going to move fields, like I, I posted this in our chat, dude, and I think Hopper agreed with me. You got to move him soon. Like the longer this keeps playing out, More the lower his, his lower his value is going to be because now you're losing a, a, like he's like, you have until like, teams have to make a decision on, on his uh, fifth year option this year at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So you want to, you want to give, move him. It's give the other team that smooth. option. Yep. Yeah. Like what the Panther or what the Jets did with uh you know with Sam Darnold and get in a second form, which is I'm a fucking nuts. It feels will get you more than a second. Probably. Uh, I, don't know. I think I I do. I think there's still a lot of teams that see his skill set and they see the success of other quarterbacks Orgs. like him. Yeah, and but you said, that you said the same themselves. thing. I can, I can make that this. work. Well, Trey, Trey Lance is because the Niners had no fucking had no ball in their court. They had they, nothing. They had no yeah, leverage. But, yeah, they had no leverage. But, they had zero leverage in, in, in that situation. But the other piece too also is that you didn't have any game film on Trey Lance and you only had a handful of college games. Like you can't pretend the Trey Lance resume and the Justin Fields resume are anywhere near the same because they're not. They're the same type of player, but their body of work is entirely different. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm not saying that he like I, I. I don't know if he's worth the first or not. I, I can see him going for no, no more than a second at best. Multiple. I think I, I, I can see multiple seconds. I do think. I don't see. Him. I see Sam, a single. Sam second Bradford, or third. Sam Bradford went for a first round pick in 2000, 2016 after uh, Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Right, Justin but also Fields can look go at what he did. Yeah, he but led him to five and zero, and then the team finished three and eight. <laughs> but look at what Kirk Cousins was doing all prior to that. No, no, it's just about Sam Darnold. No, this is Arnold. I took this oh, way sorry, back Sam to Darnold. Sam Bradford. Sam Brad, like I'm talking Sam when Bra- Teddy got hurt, the oh, Vikings traded a first round yeah. pick for Sam Bradford for Philly. Brian, teams get desperate. The Jets could be desperate to try to save the hype from this season. And there will be another big quarterback injury that comes right hell potentially commanders yeah. could, the commanders could decide they want to go for it if they're anywhere near a wild they're 2-0 yeah. what if they win this week they're 3-0 and they're like i mean how has been fine but you know we got to yeah, capitalize on up this there. what if the browns are winning in spite of watson somehow and they need to bring in an insurance thing i'd be hard to stomach but yeah i mean they what about atlanta atlanta if they keep winning and want to upgrade over Ritter, yeah, these, and that's just absent an injury. I'm, it, like, it's, I don't think it'll happen. I, I, I don't think Fields will get traded. No. I don't. 
I I I I absolutely don't no, not during the will. season. Um, yeah, and we'll see what happens after that. But here's I think one. his what's that? Never mind. I was gonna say here's an interesting one for you. What if, and I don't want this to happen, and I don't want to manifest this, but what if, because of the way Hurts plays, he goes and tears an ACL? What if Philly's desperate at that point? Oh, I mean, at that Carson point, yes, you're yeah. going to see a lot of, you're going to see yeah, a lot but of things. But Wentz looked fucking not, terrible the final two. Like He he, he looked toast. That's the Jaguars in, in plan if something happens to <laughs> That's to like Lawrence. Buffalo. Like, I mean, like you yeah. can make, I mean, with that argument, you can make a lot of arguments for any injuries. Yes, yeah. Yes. But just outside of injuries. But yeah, I think that's what we're all looking for. Fields is the, and the Eagles have be, Mariota. So yeah. maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they wouldn't. Fields is going to be the most intriguing thing to watch. If he plays well this week and Chicago loses, which I think we all expect him to do. Yeah. Yep. Again, well, there's if he pl- plays well this week, though. Maybe Chicago does decide to go one more season with two high draft picks and Try to get him some off some additional offensive line and receiver help and make a run at it and yeah if he plays well for two years year, and build up the rest of the team that don't have so, a pass rush yeah, either yeah. so that is the hope is is that just because you trade fuels away do you really want to bring a quarterback into the situation yeah. that's there right now which right and that's why you need to move like to your point <laughs> that's why you need to move him early you need to move him yeah. sooner rather than later if he doesn't progress because you don't want him to tank his value but if he does show a sign of progression if you're the Bears. Then you don't move off of it. You go solidify your line, add receiver depth, and actually get a pass rush on defense, which their secondary players are good, their linebackers are good. They have no pass rush, which exposes a lot of shit. You go get a pass rush, you fix a lot of that. And they're gonna have the draft picks in the cap space again to do it. Yeah. It's that that and cousins, those are the two quarterback situations I am totally Watching the next the trade deadlines in it's a while late October early November I know they it got pushed back to where it was I think you're gonna see a little more movement too I don't remember October thirty first Halloween is the trade deadline. okay perfect yeah how fitting I think watching how Minnesota and Chicago keep playing the next seven week the next six weeks yep you're gonna be extremely telling to what their market looks like especially with you know with Cousins and Fields likely not. Not being there next year if things don't yeah. don't don't go their way. Yeah. Well, fundamentally, the Bears need to sell the team. Jim McMahon said it best. This is a, <laughs> Please sell the team. Yeah. Jim McMahon said it best. This is a team that values positions from decades ago. Yeah. They're valuing linebackers and they're valuing running backs, and they're not valuing the quarterback, the receiving game, or the pass rush. And they've been that way for years. That's why they don't have a 4,000-yard passer. That's why they Fields has yet to have a 300-yard game. And the reason that they look worse because of that being how they want to run it, I think is fully in part because they lost David Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a really easy schedule, but then like they just lost any... Like I don't... No, if it was just one player that it's the reason why they're struggling the way that they are. It's no, it's not. It's it's, it's, coaching, it's shock. It's co- yes, but I mean, it's just it's it didn't help. It's it's no, it didn't. It, it's it, it's shocking. It's the same thing with like Minnesota with you know moving on from Cook. Yeah. Like somehow it got that much worse. All right, anything? No, no, we can move on. else from last no. week that we want to talk be, about other than. We talked a lot of anything else that we want to discuss or cover from. Oh, I will make one note just in general. Mm-hmm. 
don't get super desperate to trade. If you lost your running backs, don't make bad trades. You got losing a losing significant value just just to get a starting running back. So just buy a running back position. Just wait. Just like Whether it's bad. It's, it's bad all around. Don't go out trading, you know, Stefan Diggs for you know Kyron Williams, which someone said happened. People today. Are, people are doing it. I don't 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 sell. You know, consistency, top in play at the wide receiver position because you're struggling at running back. Like, you're not going to get the same. I mean, I, I know Carvin's played great, but eventually, and maybe not, but size-wise, I have a hard time seeing him hold up to a full season. And I, I easily see the Rams bringing somebody else in to at least alleviate the touches he gets. Yeah. Um, Especially running touches yeah the only other thing i want to call out are some guys that are popping under the radar from target volume or otherwise um that you should be paying attention to so um the names that i have down here i'm going to pull up what stuck out for me with them so we'll start with Jaden reed um packers we know are looking for a an alpha receiver christian watson was who had a lot of people anticipated but he's been hurt um, so low reception rate for, for Reed to start his career, but, uh, we saw some flashes of him and Dontavian Wicks last week in that game against Atlanta. Uh, dude's got 13 targets to start his career. Jaden Reed does. Six yeah. receptions, 85 yards, two touchdowns last week. Um, you expect the productivity to come as long as the volume stays there. So that's one call out. Um, anything else on him? Or do you want Watson to should return this. I think Watson slated to return this week, which should help the coverage situation. And yeah, you know, my, that might be well, eh. Torre we'll or Dontavian Wicks, but we'll see. Yeah, Reed's a good I call. Get, yeah, Reed's a good call. But that way, the whole offense runs. It's, it's yeah. I've been noticing it's very balanced when it like when it comes to target distribution. He's the target. So, you know, he's the target guy right now. Leader, I think Torre and uh, and Wicks reach like four or five apiece. So I thought Dobbs was right there with him. I eh, forget about Dobbs. Dobbs said, "What one game? Did he do much last week? I don't remember hearing." His yeah, I don't think he week. did much last week. I think he might have the target. He had three last week. Oh yeah, three target. All right, so yeah, had, so so Reed, Reed was above where yeah he was the tier above where the other guys were. Reed was, but I think of the week before it was. It might have been a Dobbs week. It was Dobbs week, week one. It was Dobbs week one. It was absolutely. Uh, Dobbs had two touchdowns week one. Yeah, but he only had five targets in week one. So, you know, he wasn't up in the eight range. Like Dobbs and so what what happened is that, oh, Wicks only had four. What happened is that uh, Reed went up while Dobbs stayed damn near the same, plus or minus a target or two. So, okay. Um, my favorite free pickup has been Robert Woods. Um, as of Tuesday, he was only rostered in 16% of sleeper leagues. He's got 19 targets for the first two weeks, 12 receptions, 131 yards. Hasn't found the end zone yet, but this is a dude that's getting eight to 10 targets a game on a Texans team. That's not good. That's going to have to pass just to stay in Houston yeah. is letting shroud just yep. throw it away. Fucking let throw, throw it. Just throw it. And it's great for it's great. It's been fantastic for Nico Collins. It's been great. Yep. It's going to be great for Tank Bell, and it's been great for the veteran slot 
in Woods. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's yeah. Sometimes Houston keeps letting them throw, and they get Jacksonville this week. Yeah, eleven. It's, and, uh, yeah, eleven and thirteen PPR points without touchdowns. These are the players that I like. These are the ones that I that give your team depth to where you can plug them in and they don't kill you. And he's free. So uh, very under the radar there. Um, other guys is a Jones um, has seen a decent amount of target volume in Jacksonville, although he did absolutely nothing with, with it. Um, the target volume has been there for him, and that's with Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley healthy. He's got 13 through two weeks, um, but again, no receptions last week against Kansas City. Um, yeah, and then two tight ends, Hunter Henry for New England. So I don't believe he was drafted in a lot of areas for for redraft, but he's 13 targets for a tight end through two weeks, 100 yards already, two touch two touchdowns. So um, New England is you know, obviously having an offensive coordinator is helping them. Um, they're playing better, and he's been consistent, 50-plus yards, two touchdowns, 13 targets through the first two weeks for Hunter Henry. Um, you know, he's looking like what people were targeting Komets and Friar Muse to be um, through the first couple weeks. And the other guy, rookie tight end production, Sam Laporta. Yeah. Yes. Especially also- with how bad tight ends have been this to yep. start these two weeks. Laporta's what he's what top five, top yep. three right now. I think it's eleven targets and over hundred yards. Also hasn't found the end zone, but again, you're getting five, six targets as a tight end or a tight end one. Congratulations. And, and most tight ends don't find the tight end or find the end zone anyway. So Yep. No, it's uh it's been a it's really but, bad. No, it's been a very bad, bad start to the season for tight ends. Yep. So a couple under the radar things looking out. I wrote names down as I was going through the is I was sitting here watching Red Zone on guys like, eh, they actually seem to be doing something. I should look at that. Yeah, so. actually, I'd like to mention one more tight end too. And yeah, he might he might not be a good play this week just because it's up against the Cowboys. But it's Zach Ertz, you know, he, oh, yeah. past two games he has eighteen targets. Yeah, he had it's ten been, in week one, yeah. eight in week yep. two. So and he had almost touchdown last week, which it doesn't show on, show on the stat line. He was just right. overthrown on it. And people say, well, he's old, but it's like, well, so is Travis Kelsey. So let's move on from the whole age thing. <laughs> Ertz is the only productive. Well, I, you know, Marquise Brown, if they're going to let Josh Jobs throw it like crazy, that's only good for, for Broad and Ertz because that's where all the consolidated targets are going to go to right now. So yep. it's a good call out, Ryan. Like the Ertz call. Yep. Uh, a little dynasty call out here, too, for Luke Musgrave. He's getting not like redraft productivity, but he's getting targets, looks, and he's on the field in year one. So just a little dynasty call out there for Musgrave. Like it. Yeah, because like, a lot of people are like uh heavy on Ferguson right now. But if you looked at if you watch any part of that game, Ferguson's all terrible. those tight all those tight ends were getting targeted. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, yeah, and exactly. Just like you said, Albert, like he's inefficient. He drops the ball. He he's not he's a not receiver. He's a blocker. That's why Hendershot yeah. was always my pick. Was always the guy I was more interested in there because he's more built on Schoonover when he's healthy. But Hendershot was the other one I was like, okay, maybe because he's more athletic. You just basically want to draft like you just basically want to go out. Wish you just go out there and pick up Dallas tight end. Now you had to pick up any any one of them. Just pick up the whole team. Actually, just throw one. Yeah, <laughs> team yeah. tight end. I, I want I want team Dallas tight end, please. <laughs> I actually do a league like that. We should have put teams. that. In, uh, 
We should have put team that league, you draft and draft. You do team tight end. You just do full on team teams. It's eighteen league, and you have to draft you get positional by team. Yep, uh, yep. You just draft a team. team. Positional by team. I'm good with that. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. Let's do it next year. Fuck All right. It. Preview time. Yeah. All right. Preview time, real quick. One thing to to talk about. Um, going into this week, I want to talk more general strategy here than actual players or games or anything like that to start. Um, yep. if you're 0-2, um, so it's 0-1, you don't panic. 0-2, you panic a little bit, but still don't like go full tilt because it's a long season. But you should be every week figuring out what went wrong, right? Like, so for me. I'm not owing to a lot of places that I don't want to be owing to at dynasty is a weird beast, but what I'm looking at is, okay, do I have a position group that's consistently underperforming like wide receiver? Um, you know, do I have a surplus of running backs and bring this up? Cause I do in a couple of places, you know, so go out and start kicking trades around, start looking at teams that you might want to kick trades around with here over the next week or two, um, throw some things out there, start to see what what you can make happen and, and look to move people as you figure out where you have a surplus and where you have a deficiency and how you can move things around and make things happen and start identifying potential trade partners and, and things that you need to do. Um, but also just you should be watching player performances too. If you're just that way, because I've done this too, where you've had guys on your bench that are blowing up because maybe you cooled on them on week one and flipped them out or, you know, because they were a question mark, it wasn't somebody with proven track record, new team, whatever. Like, you should be learning from your mistakes every week if you're catching bad luck in that way where you've got people on your bench that are are going off. Figure out what the matchups were. Figure out what caused the duds, what caused the blowups. You're going to start trying to figure out what to believe here as you go forward and plugging some of those guys back into lineups. You should also not be holding on to like redraft is not dynasty. If you grabbed a rookie, a young guy, somebody that you thought had more opportunity and they're not panning out, they're not getting target volume. They're not showing anything like you should be turning those guys for, you know, uh, the Robert Woods of the world, the Hunter Henry's and the Sam Laporta's if you need tight end help. You know, you should be turning that at this point for these guys that you know are getting productivity that maybe you didn't think about. The Puka Nakua's. Yes. Tutu Atwell's. Yes. Don't be afraid to change your don't be afraid to change your tune. Yeah. Like you like you have to be flexible. You can't you can't hold on to your priors. Um you can't take L's while you're holding on to something, waiting for it to pan out and redraft. Yeah. it's again, you're owing to. You can in redraft, especially you are still have a lot to play for. There's still a lot that you can do. Start looking at, you know, future matchups. Try to yep. make some trades that maybe could help you win in the long time. Like your entire goal at that point is to get yourself back up to five hundred and then just keep edging your way up there. And and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But it, it's uh there's a lot of reasons why teams are going to, you know, you Catching bad luck in matchups, maybe your team sucks, and that's just the way that it goes. Some years, bad luck. Everyone gets hurt. Yeah, it's just it's been two weeks, and Swift did nothing week one, so he pulled off in week two, and then he blows up in week two. Yeah, 
You didn't start Puka Nakua because you Hello, didn't my know anything. Teams. And then he played San Francisco, so he put him on the bench because he was a it was supposed to be a difficult matchup. Drake London gives you a zero learned. burger and then comes out and actually has more of the game you'd expect him to have. So you put him back in for another zero burger. Yeah. Well, that's why, right? You don't we always <laughs> say we don't even start to know anything until week three. Because week three is when you have enough things under your belt to say, All right, this has happened, you know. This has happened. This thing has happened more than this other thing has happened. You can start yeah. to say that for some things. So, yep, for sure. Right. I'm the only two, the uh, DeAndre Swift owner too. So, don't feel but bad. I, I am that in one league. I'm owing two, and I have Pukunakua, and I did. I have yet to play because again, hey, I forgot. Hey, I, I forgot. <laughs> Exactly too many leagues, so no problem. Fucking twenty and B, targets. He also played against San Francisco, and I was I was a little. I was so low on him against San Francisco. I'm like, yeah, he ain't gonna do it. A lot of people like, were. And then twenty targets. Not this week, and not for like. I I've changed my tune. Hey, I, you know uh, you know who wasn't low on him last week? Did you no. play him? I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Never yeah. had him. Yeah, yeah. Should have, but it is what it is. I only have him in one league, so I ended up picking. I didn't draft him anywhere, but I picked him up in two. So, which uh. By the way, since those leagues didn't use Fab, you know how my week one went. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you guys? Anything you want to highlight for for this week as you look over the slate, or you look you look back that you think people need to take into account as they're setting their lineups? I mean, we kind of talked about it with the struggling QB play, but this is where you you need to. It's okay to, especially in single QB. It's it's okay to set. Some of your struggling guys you drafted high when you got guys like Shroud with a good matchup, Baker with a good matchup. Um, you know, and, and, and they're viable streaming options. How I'm looking for for we're watching how potentially, but with how well Washington's playing, it's there. There's there's it, it's fine to set those starters, the guys you thought were going to take you to the promised land. Don't hinge so much on the I gotta play Burrow because I spent the fifth round pick on him like no it's okay to pivot to Shroud like I give you all the permissions in the world to do that I'm gonna say same with like running backs because I'm like sitting here looking quickly at like the top 10 and I'm like okay then after that it's a total like shit show <laughs> running backs are hard I, right now yeah like it's like, fucking it, rough like running backs are like the new tight ends right now because I don't know who to freaking start anymore no, I don't either. So, Are they going to blow like, up? I don't know. What? That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I can't. What? Someone traded Puka for for Amon Ra. Good on whoever's on the Amon Ra side on that, I yeah. guess. Hopefully. Oof. Is he going to play I mean, this week, Ryan? Amon Ra. Ooh, Amon Ra. Yeah, yeah he's, he's full go again. He's back at oh, practice was- today. Yeah, with his turf toe, so he had the steel toe on. Yeah. He'll play. God, right. That's so ugly. That's why yeah. we didn't talk about him, Dan, because he was okay. back at practice today. So I okay. didn't even put it in there. Same okay. thing with uh um with Puka. He's missing practice with the same oblique injury injured late last week. So I just assumed it was rest. Makes sense. Um, and he also plays Monday night, so uh, yeah. Puka. Yep. 
by the way, don't put Monday night players in your fl- or don't put uh put Monday night players in your flex. Don't put Thursday night players in your flex. You're dealing with uh Puka Nakua situation. Make sure he's in your flex so you got pivot points. Yep. And draft and go pick up contingency plans for whatever reason. Yeah. So uh we shout out tools every now and again on this. I just well, well I mean we gave Kluge a shout out earlier, but that's not who I'm talking about when I say tools. Um we shout out <laughs> some of the tools that we use. And one of my favorite tools that uh keeps a running track is FF today. They do um points allowed against in a pretty easy to to pull scenario for teams. So like I can go real quick and see right now that the Ravens have given up the most fantasy points to running or not the Ravens, the Raiders. The Steelers have given up the most yards to running backs. Um Panthers most touchdowns, but they're actually one of the better defensive teams. So like this is a side I'll watch to figure out where I want to pick matchups. So like right now your top five and yards allowed to backs are going to be the Packers, Bengals, Raiders, Dolphins, Vikings, and Steelers. You can actually drill down into them on that site and then see that, all right, McCaffrey had 25 points and Jerome Form had Ford had 22 points in PPR over the last two weeks. That's probably for real. It's not just an average that's effed up by one back shredding it. You can look at the Vikings and see that, you know, you kind of got the opposite there where DeAndre Swift had a great week, but nobody in week one had a great week and start to drill down from that. So as you're looking at the back situation, same thing with tight ends, and this is actually how we find streamers too, use that tool to your advantage. Drill down, look at how teams are doing it. You can sort by stats on the site. So, you know, if there's a team that has a high receiving back and you've got a team that's giving up a lot to receiving backs, then, you know, even if it's a role player, you might be good there. So right now the Bears have only given up 174 yards on the ground They've given up 133 through the air. So you got a pass catching back against the Bears, you might be in good shape. Could be a Derek McKinnon week. Who knows? Yep. Yeah. I hate running backs this week. I hate <laughs> running backs, period. So uh, does the NFL. So it's NFL. Yeah. All right. Y'all fit in. Um anything else for things to pay attention to this week before we go to streamers and game? hits no nope all right well i mentioned my streamer earlier i'll just reiterate it my my stream for many position this week that you can probably get on waivers is baker mayfield um eagles have allowed seven touchdowns and 300 plus pass yards over the first two weeks of the season with a banged up secondary um and the offense pushes the pace so you got mac jones and kirk cousins both throwing the ball 40 plus times jones is actually 50 plus um where they've they've given up 300 plus yards and three and four touchdowns a piece. So um Bucks defense is probably better than the Patriots and the Vikings defenses by a decent amount, but it's still with what Baker's done the first two weeks and and how this lines up, like he's I I would be shocked if he's not a QB one. It's a good call. I'll stick with the QB front. I mean I talked about it Shroud. You know, yeah, Jackson. You know, Jacksonville is a top five, or, or it's a bottom five passing defense at this point, and Houston's letting Stroud throw the football an absolute shit ton. Um, and you just gotta, you just gotta keep rolling with that. If a, what 90, 91 pass attempts these past two weeks, roll with it. 
they're going to let him throw. He doesn't have great receivers to throw to, but he is making do and uh great matchup to have. Speaking of great matchup, I'm going with Taysom Hill tight end just because I don't know if I can trust that backfield right now with Jamal Williams out in New Orleans. And with the way he performed with nine carries, 75 yards, he threw a pass. He does kickoff returns. He does it all. He's a Konami code of an offensive weapon there. So Taysom Hill, he's a huge boom or bust type of play for tight end that you can basically get running back value with. Love it. I didn't hear what you said. I was distracted. Sorry. Who'd you go with? Taysom Hill. Oh, yeah. Tight end. No, you you called that earlier. Like, I'm good yeah. with that. I, I, I like that call quite a bit because he's going to get – We he had nine carries, I think, after – Yes, nine carries, nine carries, 75 yards, and he actually was a lead, leading rusher. Yeah. No, that's a good call. And um, I'm starting him over Zach Ertz. Fair enough. All right, uh, my games to target this week. Uh, we talked about it already, but Bucks versus the Eagles. Uh, that includes pretty much when we say chalk, right? So, Bucks, Bucks versus the Eagles. Uh, that Chiefs Bears game. Like, I'm completely okay with targeting that one. I I really do firmly believe this is a gut thing. I really do firmly believe because every time somebody says I'm going to say fuck it or the game slowed down or whatever, they have a huge game. And when it's the quarterback that's saying that and is going to have a huge game, then that's good for receivers too. So that Bears Chiefs game, I I like that quite a bit. Um, Jaguars Texans, Dan, you already called out Stroud, but going the other way around, I like that. Vikings Chargers should be the high scoring game of the week. Love and, that game. Should uh, be. Yeah, and then Falcons Lions is another one I like quite a bit with you know what the Falcons did last week and what the Lions have been. I'm I'm on board with those. So those are the games that I'm I've picked is like target players in these. And uh, yeah, you guys got anything to add looking at the slate there? I do like Miami Denver at Miami. Yeah, um, Denver's defense has not been fantastic. They have dude, they allowed Sam Howell to make a comeback against them. They have not been great. That was and, an awesome game. That and, was an awesome throw though. And Peyton's got people have said Russ has been bad, but that's not the case. Peyton's got Russ kind of back to. Russ never was good because of volume. He was good because of efficiency. Yeah. And Peyton's getting Russ back to some of that efficiency, I think. You know, people probably are like, he's been bad because Cortland Sutton hasn't done anything and neither is Jerry Judy. But guess who did? Something called the Bobby Johnson or something like that? Bobby Jackson? Bobby, Bobby Jackson? Johnson? I don't know. Bobby something. I picked him up in Dynasty where I'm rebuilding. But, you know, yeah. He's... At a 7.6% touchdown rate, which would be his highest since 2020 right now. It's only two games. It's a small sample size. But his career is 5.9. He gets it done when he's above six. And that's trending the right direction. And his interception rate's back low. A lot of the peripherals for Russell Wilson are getting back in line with where they were in Seattle versus where they were last season because Peyton is is starting to utilize them in the, in the way that he was utilized in Seattle. That's why everyone called Let Russ Cook, right? But Let Russ yeah. Cook wasn't right. really a thing. He never got close to 600 pass attempts. He's, he's, it was always just efficient. Yep. Easy bake oven. Yeah. <laughs> Any other games there? 
No, no, you, you nailed them a lot all. of games. That's a lot of games to yeah. be highlighted. Yeah. So, yep. The ones that I would avoid, uh, Cardinals against the Cowboys. Don't love that. Even without digs, um, Titans, Browns, Titans are near the top of the league in most defensive categories right now, which makes sense for how they play the game. So, um, for all of you that ran out and picked up Jerome Ford might not be the best idea this week. Um, and Panthers, Seahawks, Panthers, again, also near the top of the league in most defensive categories right now. I also don't love Saints, Saints Packers. Uh, yeah. Green Bay is a pretty slow pace to play team. Yeah. They Saints are, secondary. yeah. Saints are, are, are banged up. Um, you can see it done through the air, but yep. I, I, I yeah. I mean, with that one, like Saints Packers, I look at that. And I try to highlight things that are like, okay, people might think this is good, but like, so Cowboys against the Cardinals too, the other side of that game, like you might be good for the Cowboys, you'd think, but that game script goes out of hand. It's not good for Pollard, potentially good for Pollard, potentially, be. but it's not yeah. good for, for your receivers if that game script goes completely out of hand. Well, there so I look at Saints Packers and I'm like, that is probably going to be pretty mediocre, but I don't know that anybody is looking at that game and thinking that's not going to be mediocre. So, yeah, at least with Dallas, they consolidate a lot of their yeah. targets to fucking one person. CD Lamb. Yeah. yeah. Like, yep. I think I you're, you're fine. Dak could maybe pivot from if you want to, but yep, you're going to play. You're, gonna play, you're playing Pollard and Lamb for sure. Yep. All right. And that's the show. Thank you guys for tuning in a little longer. This is our longest one of the regular season so yeah. far. Um, but we had a lot of talk on on fields and a good amount of the news and trades. And there's a lot of good discussion in this episode. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, again, we are not doing Sunday live streams. A lot of good people are. So make sure you tune into those. We'll be back with you next Thursday. Touchdown, Debo Samuel. Dang it. Did not want that. Yeah, I'm way behind. Goddamn prime. Yeah, my illegal ripoff stream is fast. How is yeah, how is this I stupid? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. How do you think I felt last week? I was behind you. I, I'm watching the main broadcast though. I sh- I should be ahead. I know. You should be. Oh, it's a stupid game. Oh well. All right. Catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.